This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. If you give five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes. And this is our last real episode of the year. Next week, we're going to do our annual year in review of all things, because I have put the entire year out of my head. Yep. Um, uh, I am halfway through working on that, as I always am. Kate McDonald, my trusty right-hand person. And uh, we'll bring you all of the good shit and the bad shit, mostly the bad shit that happened <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2021 that you may have forgotten about because March was only nine months ago. March of 2020 was like yesterday. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you're going somewhere out of yes. town. Um. So I mentioned I'm going to be going to Missoula, Montana. So I haven't gotten any feedback except for um, Isaac, who is helping me plan a little bit. Um, But if anybody lives in the greater Missoula, Montana area and is around on February 1st, um, we are going to be meeting up at the Iron Horse in Missoula. More details to come. Um, I will post it in the Facebook group and in the Discord, um, which I have been sorely neglecting because Discord is not part of my normal social media diet. So I will pop on and say hi. So that's it, I think. All right. Um, where, which story should we even start with? Let's start with Lauren Boebert, uh-huh. uh, that congresswoman, uh, because this week she was speaking at the one of those conservative conferences where you just uh-huh. say, like, guns, and then the crowd goes wild. <laughs> um, and she gave this long speech that's full of her usual, this is the Republican from Colorado who has no actual job in Congress, just sure, kind of... Sure. Trolls everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said a lot of awful slur-ish things. But there was one Slur part, adjacent. Yeah, just like trashing everyone for whatever conspiracy she made up in her head. But one of the things she said was just like, it was weird to hear even beyond the usual litany of right-wing catchphrases uh-huh. about like, Fauci is evil, all that mm-hmm. stuff. She said... I am tired of having godless people who hate America run this country. Mm. And I'm like, there's so much to parse there. First of all, godless people who hate America, are there godless people? That implies there are godless people who love America. I would like to know who she thinks those are. It also implies there's Christian people who hate America. So, (laughs) And also, who are these godless people running the country? Um, Joe Biden, famous Catholic, maybe? Maybe. Nancy Pelosi, famous Catholic? Maybe. Chuck Schumer's Jewish. Jewish. Um, who Nancy else? Pelosi. Kamala Harris. She's Catholic. Kamala Harris is Baptist. Uh-huh. Uh, Jared Baptist? She's Baptist. Every member of Congress. Yeah. We do, the, we do these statistics <laughs> all of the time, ma'am. Just to give you the quick rundown, uh, there are, if you, if there are 535, 538 members of Congress... Um, roughly 88% of them are openly some brand of Christian. Mm-hmm. Openly. Like, they have declared a some religious label. Christian. Not even religious. Just right. Christian. Christian. And that's 88? Yep. Like, 55% percent? Protestant. Oh like, nearly 30% Catholic. So I mean, who are these people that she's citing, I wonder? Oh, I will keep going, though. And it's weird, because Kristen Cinema is the only, like, non-believer, and she's she, sort of in leftist timeout right now. Well, and she's unaffiliated. She says, oh, I have yeah. no label. She can't make up her mind on that sure. either, 
because if it's a position that matters, she refuses to tell anyone about it. That's Mm -hmm. her whole shtick. So she doesn't count because she's not openly godless. Jared Huffman, the representative from California, is openly godless. He's a humanist. Mm -hmm. That makes one by my count. Mm -hmm. And there are like 14 members of the Congressional Free Thought Caucus. Huffman's the only openly atheist (laughs) in the group. I mean, I'm sure some of them are like closeted atheists, but whatever. Openly atheist, nobody else. Just one dude. Mm -hmm. Statewide, I don't know a single openly atheistic governor. Um, Maybe some who don't talk about religion. Sure. I don't think even the more liberal governors are openly non-religious. I don't know what Pritzker... So again, they're all religious. There are no godless people running the government. There are barely godless people in government. So, I mean, okay, all that aside, (laughs) she doesn't care about any of that. It's not like she was looking at the demographic data before saying this stuff. Uh She was just feeding the right-wing crowd whatever it is they wanted to hear. And trashing godless people is a long-time way to get conservatives to be like, yes, I am on your side. (laughs) Jesus, theocracy, good things. Um. Obviously, she doesn't... Pritzker is Jewish, apparently. I didn't know that. There you go. Go ahead. Like, she wasn't saying atheists hate the country and they're running the government. She wasn't thinking about that Mm because she doesn't think. Really, godless is just the slur these people use to trash anybody who is not as conservative and Christian as they are. Progressive Christians, they're godless. Mm -hmm. Muslims, totally godless. Very godless. Jewish people, (laughs) famously godless. So it's like... That's just the slur they use to describe everybody, not atheists. But also, even that's not true. (laughs) Like, again, if your argument is people who are not, like, sufficiently Christian Uh uh, are somehow running the government, that's just not accurate. She just wants to argue that people who are not exactly like her (laughs) are all horrible. And, again, I know why she says this stuff, because that's her whole thing. Mm -hmm. The fact that all these Republicans at the Turning Point USA conference she was speaking at are just like cheering her on for it. That's the thing we should all be concerned about because they like that rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not sure if this is true or not, but I think I sat next to her, Lauren Robart, at Midway Airport. I like was sitting, I was waiting for my flight. I was going to Portland early a couple months ago. And I was sitting at the bar. I had a Bloody Mary because it was six in the morning or something really inappropriate like that. And somebody sat down next to me and I was like, she looks really familiar and had her laptop on the table and had like Fox News open on her laptop. And I was like, I think because she I would like just clocked that she sat down next to me. I was like, she's my age and she like kind of looks put together. She doesn't look like a lunatic or whatever. And then when she opened to Fox News, I was like, well, this can't be right. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I think. I was looking it up, but I couldn't find any flights that she was. Isn't like, it always annoying when you think you see someone? Oh, yeah. And I think I went to an amusement park in Ohio many, many years ago, and I could have sworn at the time because we're from Chicago. I'm uh-huh. like, I think that's Steve Kerr from the Bulls. It looks exactly <laughs> like him. And of course, I'm not going to approach a random white dude who's like, you look like this one person I might have seen on TV. Which, if he's just a random tall dude, he probably gets that all the time. <laughs> I have no idea if it's him or not, but it's just like, why is that memory still in my head? Isn't that funny? It's pointless. Why do I think about that at all? Um, (laughs) Anyway, so uh, different story altogether, because this one actually made me kind of... Also, for the record, she was drinking Baileys and coffee. I just want to be clear that she was also drinking, I don't know, 
It may be her. Who knows? <laughs> nice. Um, there is the wealthiest man in Utah just made a shocking announcement. Oh, okay. I saw the headline said this. I'm very excited about yeah. it. Um, here's the backstory here. This guy's name is Jeff, Jeffrey T. Green, and he, he does internet advertising, runs a media company. Mm-hmm. You've never heard of it. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, he's worth several billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Of course. Just like okay, us. sure. So here's why he was in the news last month. He just signed the giving pledge, the Bill Gates one, where he says, I promise to give away more than 90% of my wealth before I die, Mm. which is good. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a nice thing. Him on, I'll gladly take his 10% of his wealth any day, right? Right. But good for him. Like, he's going to give it away. That's awesome. Very nice. But here's the other reason he made news this week, because... I guess for the past 10 years, he grew up Mormon. Mm -hmm. He went on his like two-year mission trip that uh, Mormon boys do, young men do. And then he just kind of faded away from the church. He doesn't go to church. He hasn't given money to the Mormon church for a really long time, like roughly a decade. But the Mormon church technically would still count him on their list, on their membership list, Uh because... You never, you have to go through a series of hurdles if you want to leave. Catholic Church does it too. Like until we have something in writing that says all this stuff, Mm. you don't get to leave. You still count. (laughs) We're counting you whether you like it or not. In our numbers, yeah. So uh, a couple of months ago, one of the leaders of the Mormon Church gave a speech at uh, at BYU, Brigham Young, Mm -hmm. um, where they said like, you know, we're all inclusive, whatever, but they basically double down on their anti-gay positions. Really? Yeah. And again, none of this is surprising because that's what the Mormon Church does. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is actually, this is what the guy said at BYU. Um, He's speaking to the campus during commencement, I believe. Uh, If a student, he was referring to a student who a year or two ago gave a speech during commencement Mm -hmm. about and came out as gay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, we talked about that. But this is what the Mormon leader said a few months ago now. If a student commandeers a graduation podium intended to represent everyone getting diplomas in order to announce his personal sexual orientation, what might another speaker feel free to announce the next year until eventually anything goes? Ah, they must have invented this. I'm going to call it a slippery slope argument. Yeah, um, basically saying, uh, equating coming out as gay and not being deeply ashamed of it right. as something, yeah, that's basically the equivalent of anything goes morality. Well, it's also funny that they're like, hey, person, I want you, we, we decided that you're the person who is going to represent our class and we want you to speak about you know, you and your experience. And then as soon as he speaks about him and his experience, they're like, no, 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 not like that. You're supposed to be (laughs) like, you need to follow the sort of like notes of, oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm nervous about what's next. Didn't we have amazing four years, best four years of our lives? Like they just want him to fill in the blanks, but you don't ask a human being to make a speech and then expect them to what not be personal not like make it and by the way i should say the student in question did not say i'm in a same-sex relationship or i'm not celibate he just said i'm gay i'm not ashamed of it yeah which still the mormon church on paper they're still technically fine with that so he didn't even say anything anti-mormon in any way but students wait wait, hold on the mormon church is not 
anti-gay? Or I mean, Catholic oh, Church is not anti-gay. Oh, the, you, you just, just can't to. do anything gotcha, about it. Gotcha, gotcha, anyway, gotcha. Uh, I was I said it was a commencement. That's wrong. It was a university conference. The speaker oh, was Apos- Apostle Jeffrey Holland. So he's the one who spoke at BYU. And he also said one other thing. He was talking about friendly fire criticism within the church, about uh-huh. the church. And he said, sometimes it isn't friendly. Wounding students and the parents of students who are confused about what so much recent flag waving and parade holding on this issue means. As what? if like a student coming out as gay is going to confuse everyone in the crowd and think, is this okay? Anyway, just trashing LGBTQ students, as they always do. But the reason I bring that up Mm -hmm. is that speech, given by one of the leaders of the Mormon church, is what really pissed off Jeff Green, our billionaire guy over here. Uh And so he's like, I can't be a part of this. He's not like a guy who attends any of this stuff, doesn't give money to the church, but he's like, I I can't even be associated. So this week... He at least publicized a letter that he just wrote. Mm-hmm. And the letter basically says, I want you to take me off your list. Let me read you some of this letter that he sent because it's amazing. Um, Although I have deep love for many Mormons and gratitude for so many things that have come into my life through Mormonism, I have not considered myself a member for many years. And I'd like to make clear to you and others that I am not a member. He's writing this to Russell Nelson, the president of the church. Huh. When I, while I left the Mormon church more than a decade ago, not believing, attending, or practicing, I have not officially requested the removal of my records until now. Uh, he said, while most members are good people trying to do right, here's the key part, I believe the church is actively and currently doing harm in the world. Yeah, The church leadership is not honest about its history, its finances, and its advocacy. I believe the Mormon church has hindered global progress in women's rights, civil rights, and racial equality and LGBTQ plus rights. Wow. He goes on. He goes on. The church quote, should be doing more to help the world and its members with its with the church's wealth. Instead, I think the church has exploited its members and their need for hope to build temples, yes. build shopping malls, yes. and cattle ranches, fund Ensign Peak Advisors investment funds, and own mortgage-backed securities rather than alleviating human suffering in or out of the church. Whew. Um, Just to give some background on some of the stuff he's talking about here. I really want to know more <laughs> about the cattle ranches because I no, I, this is an absolutely true story. I And I'm sure I've said it on here before. I worked in the kitchen of a guy who owned a big ranch and he was the head of USB for something like that. And he was Mormon. Yeah. And I worked in like his bougie private kitchen, which was like the kitchen is bigger than my house. Yeah. Um, and Mitt, that's when I met Mitt Romney, Mitt and Ann Romney. Uh, this was in 08. This was, I think right after Mitt dropped out, yeah. uh, they went to this 4th of July thing. I don't know if the timing works out, but, um, it was everybody except for one couple, two people were Mormon because those were the only two people who were drinking and I was bartending. <laughs> and so it was like all like Pellegrino and then like one bottle of wine for this couple. Who invited a bartender to a Mormon event? Listen, they needed somebody <laughs> behind this very fit. Like, and then I put away their crystal glassware and realized they were like $500 a glass. And I was holding a tray of like 10 of them. Oh, I was like, no, 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 no. Don't tell me this. Not now. <laughs> um, but now I'm really, really interested to know if that's I don't know up. the specifics 
specifics about the cattle ranches, but just to give you some idea of why he's especially pissed at the Mormon church, because again, their anti-gay stuff, they've always been that way. That's not new. Uh-huh. The accusations of racism against the Mormon church, that's not new. They didn't let black people be priests right. until 1978. Like, it's still fresh right. in the Mormon church, the racism stuff. Um, but some of the stuff he's talking about, the Mormon church was actively against marriage equality. They funded Prop 8, uh, that argument right. in California back in oh, 2008. That was, them, yeah. that was the Mormon church right there that fought marriage equality. They still promote gay conversion torture. They have covered up sex abuse like every other large religious sure. organization. The Mormon church even had a secretive hotline where they said like, to their local leaders, if anyone comes to you with this, Call this hotline. Basically, talk to our lawyers so we can help you get out of the problems oh my here. God. Like they have that hotline. Um, and this is another thing he was referring to. More recently, I like 2019-ish, a whistleblower who used to work for the Mormon Church's investment division said they have over a hundred billion dollars in their like bank account 100 billion billion? with a b that was supposed to be earmarked for charity for charitable purposes like people gave money to the church for charity and they're just hoarding it they are not using it for charity they're using it as investments to to buy land and property and all that capitalism is getting in the way of their religion Mm -hmm. Mm, weird that's so strange so all of this stuff is coming together and finally this guy is leaving now he hasn't been a part of the church for a decade. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's saying my millions of dollars are walking away it's, too. Yeah, so, he yeah. wasn't giving anything to them. But right. I think what this, here's what's important to me about this. You have a high profile member of the church, mm-hmm. a well-established Utah native. Right. I don't think he lives there right now, but he has for most of his life. He did. Um, a guy who's has a name and wealth and reputation openly saying, here is why I cannot be Mormon. This Mm -hmm. is not a religious difference. Mm -hmm. This is you pass yourselves off as a good institution, Mm -hmm. and the people are fine, but the institution is not. And I don't want to be connected to your institution. He said, I think he said elsewhere in the letter, I don't want to hear anything else from you except a letter confirming you got my letter. Cool. Um, That's pretty baller. (laughs) And that's not all. Here's the other interesting thing. There was an article in the Washington Post coming right after the Salt Lake Tribune posted about this letter of his. The Washington Post pointed out this guy has been on the verge of doing this for a little while. And I think like a month ago, one of the heads of uh, Equality Utah, which is an LGBT rights organization in the state. Uh Basically, this guy, Jeff Green, met up with the leaders of Equality Utah and said, like, what can I do to help your mission? What can I do for all this stuff? Um, I don't know that they talked about the Mormon church, but obviously that's a common thread for everyone in in Utah Mm -hmm. when you're coming together for anything. But he's like, like, what type of money could I give you that would make a difference? And I'm sure they bandied around like, well, here's what we could do if we had X amount of dollars. Two billion dollars. Would you notice it was gone? Yeah, he would not probably. Um, He ended up, after he sent this letter, he also made a $600,000 contribution to this group, I know it's a drop in the bucket for a billionaire, uh-huh. but he gave a $600,000 donation to Equality Utah, and he said specifically, half those funds are to, quote, uh, to establish a new scholarship program to help LGBTQ plus students in Utah, including those uh, who may need or want to leave BYU. 
Nice. <laughs> That's so good. Do you know, does he have like a special affinity with the LGBTQ community? Like, does he have a kid or is he just like, or is he just moral and decided? Yeah, fuck I, I think it's more of a moral obligation. Awesome, I should also then. say, in addition to him formally leaving the church, I think 11 members of his family, extended family, are also formally leaving with Mm, him. And they're all doing whatever it is rich people do when they are, you know, you have the money to do whatever you want. So Uh some of them are well-established in their fields. They're all leaving too. They don't have his name recognition necessarily, Mm -hmm. but it's like, this isn't a solo act. This is like, imagine like a family of billionaires, but doing the right thing in some ways. Sure. Um, and like, I feel really icky about saying, let me tell you what this billionaire oh, did. That's yeah, awesome. Oh yeah, let's not paint the billionaire as the hero, <laughs> but it's a good snowball to get running, rolling. Yeah, like I hope other people, mm-hmm. because he's using his name and reputation and really pointing out, here's what I don't like about the church. Some criticisms, I'm sure a lot of Mormons share. And again, my hope is that if you're on the fence, there's a lot of people who are like, maybe I don't believe all this stuff, but this is a part of my culture. I live in this state. My family's Mormon. Like, he's kind of given you a tool, like, mm-hmm. this is what you got to do to leave. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm putting my name to it. I wish more Catholics in p- places of prominence right. would do the same thing. Right. Um, there is a website that, uh, I forgot what it's called, like, Quit Mormonism or something, Quit Mormon, like, that says, you don't want to have to write a letter to, like, your local Mormon leader. I'll do it for you on your behalf as a oh, lawyer. Oh, yeah. We talked about this guy a while ago. But basically, there's a website where you say, I want to leave. Here's the information you need. They take care of the paperwork for you and just get back to you saying, all right, they got it. You're out. Wow. Uh, I know it's one of those, like, you don't need to. You're out when you're out in your mind. But, but for the records, Yeah, you it's don't want to give nice. them, like, a weird shadow army of people who don't <laughs> believe anything. I know. I hope. I don't know how much money he plans to donate. He says he's setting up a foundation, a family foundation, as part of his uh, giving project. I'm going to give away my money. I don't know where all that money's going. Okay. I love that he gave the first big grant mm-hmm. to Equality Utah. That's awesome. I think. I mean, look, if you're a billionaire and you want to create change, giving to an organization that does good work, that is awesome. If you really want to make a difference, and since he's asking for my opinion, <laughs> you're in Utah state. legislature races do not cost a lot certainly not if you're a billionaire compared Mm -hmm. to a race for congress or senate Mm -hmm. like that costs a lot of money we always hear about people giving through dark money campaigns or whatever for those races you know how much it would cost to like fund a state house race you give someone a hundred thousand dollars for their campaign that's a ton of money for a those races and utah's a republican state yeah you could make a real difference in trying to flip the state blue mm-hmm. and get organizers to help you with it. Pull a Stacey Abrams, get some money in the, like right. that could really make a difference. Right. I know it's Utah. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy, like to, to turn all those seats, but. But it's a place to make a significant difference locally. You, as Republican as it is, Utah's not as bad as states in the South when it right. comes to anti-gay stuff. Right. They could do so much worse. Right. They haven't. And part of it's because they want to be the place that isn't considered bigoted. And uh, they've had to make a lot of deals with like business owners saying like, our tech companies are not going to come here if you're like Alabama Uh or something. And so they've had to like, they didn't pursue bathroom bills. They didn't do that. They've done a lot of anti-gay stuff, but it's not as bad as it could have been because they know the backlash would be huge and they don't want to do that. So there's room for movement here. I don't know. So, I appreciate that he used his clout to openly say, I'm leaving. Here's why I hope, I hope he takes 
drink some hot coffee and yeah. like celebrate. <laughs> I do think that um, there, the fact that he's a billionaire means he's morally corrupt. However, I applaud him <laughs> on he's doing not as something benevolent as he could <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing something benevolent with his money and his time, and wrote that bomb ass letter. <laughs> uh, this is a. Silly, amusing story. Ooh. Outside the UN headquarters in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago, the city, uh, the state of Oaxaca, Mexico, donated a statue that is like a mix of a jaguar and an eagle. It looks kind of badass. Cool. Um, and they said, we're donating this statue created by two artists as a international symbol of peace and security. There is some symbolic meaning behind sure. the hybrid animal that this is a statue of it's you know what it is i'm not going to judge art because why would anyone care what i think about it nobody does it looks neat if i was standing next to it and i came across yeah yeah if i came across it i'd be like i want to take a picture of myself near this yeah i love it it's neat it's one of those things you want to post yeah you know what i mean it's dope which as far as public art goes Uh cool more people are gonna more people are gonna share it that's awesome so anyway, that's all it is. It's a neat symbol. Conservative Christians, for the past couple of months since this thing went up, mm-hmm. are basically saying it's the end times beast, as noted in Revelation. And Ooh, they're which like... One? <laughs> which Which re- um, Revelation dis- passage? Uh, in chapter 13, verse 2, it describes the beast mm-hmm. as a leopard with feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. This statue doesn't match any of that. First of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've apparently never read Revolutions, but I feel like if you're trying to like describe a horrible monster, mm-hmm. you don't it, like they be- feet were like a bear. Feet like a bear when it's already a leopard. Like those aren't that <laughs> different. Can it stand on its hind legs? And what's the mouth like a leopard? You think the Bible went into details about the stuff you want it to go into detail about. <laughs> no, no, no. What does it say? Oh, it's... it says leopard with feet like those of a bear uh-huh. and mouth like that of a lion. Ooh, a leopard with the mouth of a lion. That sounds like a leopard to me, actually, <laughs> haven't? I don't know what lion mouths look like. And again, the statue outside the UN is a jaguar uh-huh. with like eagle wing. It doesn't match yeah. the description. It's just like a hybrid animal. Does it of have sorts. bare feet? Check check the feet, Hammett. Check I, the mouth. I, is that a lion mouth? I swear to fucking God if that's a lion mouth on there. You think I know animal mouths. No. I do not. I don't know if that's a lion mouth. It's not. But Nobody let me tell knows. you, the Christian Broadcasting Network oh. posted an article about it. Here's the headline. I'm not even joking. UN sculpture looks a lot like the end times beast referred to in Daniel 7 and Revelation 13. Well, I mean, like, the headline's on the nose, if not a little lengthy. <laughs> completely insane headline. And then, remember our friend... But it doesn't uh, look like that. It does not. They just see... I really... It, it works. We'll mold it. It's what they do with everything. It's like, is this the end of days? Is this a sign of the apocalypse? Well, there was snow. That's a bad thing. The Bible says bad things are going to spur the the second coming or whatever. So we'll just say this is the beginning of the end of days. Like, they'll make anything work. It's like a yeah. horoscope. Yeah, yes, um, exactly. <laughs> Greg Locke, the Christian hate, hate preacher out of Tennessee, also gave a sermon this past weekend where, apropos of nothing, uh-huh. he just brings up this statue. Here's what he said about it. And he said it. this is in Oaxaca, Mexico? Um, the state of Oaxaca donated the statue 
to the UN. So it's sitting outside the UN headquarters. Oh, in New I York see. City. I thought it was reversed. So this is Greg Locke uh, dancing, prancing around his stage, screaming at the top of his lungs. I prancing. won't do that. But here's what he said. I'm about to buy me some plane tickets to New York because I'm going to the statue and I'm going to get me a live Facebook video. You got the wrong one saying I won't. I'm going to do it. God done told me I'm going to do it. I'm going to New York City, USA. I don't care what that masked up demon possessed governor has to say about it. I'm going to climb up on leopard head and I'm going to preach to this nation that if we don't turn and if we don't repent, God is about to level the whole thing, ladies and gentlemen. Then he said, say it, folks. I'm about to pitch a fit because the glory of God, yada, yada, yada. Okay, translating crazy man. What God needs them to do is like yell at art. (laughs) If I were an atheist saying, how could I turn people away from Jesus? I cannot be clear enough. You are an atheist. I could not write the script better. Get a crazy man to climb up on top of a piece of public art outside the UN headquarters and scream like a lunatic about Jesus. That will totally help me and not him. <laughs> I was cooking up a bit in my head about how I'm going to go to New York and yell at the bull statue, that, that one bull statue on Wall Street, and be like, it's a minotaur, and it's half bull and half bull, and like yell about that. And then he literally did the thing I was going to say about my in my bit. He, d- he, he, he wants to do it. He's a parody of himself. I mean, he, he uh, How do wrote- I make jokes? Heaven, what am I doing on this show if I can't make jokes about these people? It's, they made all the jokes. I know. The Republicans ruined comedy because you can't joke about it. You just play the clip of them saying it, it's and that's the thing. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to go through with it for what oh, it's worth. Don't. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't think because- this man is going to fly to New York City during COVID and stand on a public statue <laughs> is, and preach? You don't think he's actually going to do that? This is the guy who went that? on CNN and they're like, you don't believe the pandemic exists. He's like, no. What's a pandemic? And then he froze because he doesn't know. He just knows he's against it. Well, you know. He's against the gotcha definition. journalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they told him ahead of time, we want to talk to you about the <laughs> pandemic and your position. He's like, come on down. What's a pandemic? Uh, there's no, but there is no pandemic. There's no pandemic. CNN's like, well, how do you know there's no pandemic? Like, wh- how do you define a pandemic? Then Third he base. pauses and says, there's no pandemic. And then tries to change the subject. Anyway, he also said he's going to file a defamation lawsuit against CNN and Newsweek months ago. Oh, uh, for Basically what? for quoting the things he says. Oh, uh, you on hate when they things. do that. And then, of course, he never actually did that. As far as I know, I've checked. Uh, he hasn't filed any lawsuit because he's all talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't fight back because they banned his Twitter account and it's hilarious. Oh, they banned his Twitter account? All four of them oh, that he tried fun. to bounce back with, too. It's glorious. Oh, I love when that happens. Uh, let's talk about the Illinois State Capitol. This one's close to home, but it, it actually, it works. Did we um, put the spring in Springfield? N- no, I'm not honoring that. It's from The Simpsons. I know it is. So, spring in Satanic Temple, for years now, they've put up a statue in the Capitol building mm, in Springfield. Mm-hmm. They have an open forum in Springfield. You want to put up a nativity scene for the holidays? Mm-hmm. You can. Fill out the paperwork. Tell us. Fill out the things you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And assuming you fit the requirements, mm-hmm. which any of these groups can, you're allowed to put your nativity scene up or do whatever. And if you go to the state capitol over the holidays, there are several <laughs> like little, big nativity scenes, whatever. Have you been in there during uh, the It's been a long time. I've seen pictures of the mm-hmm. scene, and you can see a bunch of them. 
Um, I haven't been in the building, I don't think, yet. Uh, but for the past few years, minus 2020, because uh, of the pandemic, the Satanic Temple has been putting up their own display sure. in that rotunda. They put up what they call the snake-tivity. <laughs> <laughs> and it almost looks like the, uh, what is it, Staff of Aesculapius, the one with the snakes winding around oh, like the across. Medical... Like a medical symbol. Yeah. But it's a representation of knowledge and oh, things like that. Good for us. Um, so this year they did something different. The Illinois chapter of the Satanic Temple Put up a, I can't tell how big it is. I think it's actually pretty small, but it's a display of imagine Jesus in a manger, except it's not Jesus, it's baby Baphomet with the <laughs> devil horns. I was waiting for Baphomet to show his little head come, out here. Come around and look at this picture oh, good. of Baphomet. Here is the baby statue. <laughs> no. It's beautiful. Look at its oh, eyes. Oh my God. Uh huh. It's tiny baby eyes swaddled up in in a blanket. It's um, really quite funny. <laughs> when they installed it, they even did a little consecration ritual that includes, Welcome, young Baphomet, symbol of our rapidly growing temple. Welcome, thou shaky but rising beast. <laughs> shaky Welcome, thou cloven-hooved liberator. We invite you today to bring wisdom, justice, and rationality to these chambers. Equality. Tolerance, compassion, empathy, critical thinking, personal liberty, the pursuit of knowledge, and the separation of church and state. Hail Satan. There, this goes on for a while, but That's this great. is how they dedicated it. Those are so, some good, uh, good tenants that they have for <laughs> they us. They do, right? Like, so why are they putting it up? And the answer is, who the hell cares? Doesn't it's an matter. open forum. It doesn't matter. Um, in fact, the <laughs> Minister Adam, which is the only name he goes by in the media, which I love... Said to the media, the Capitol welcomes a diverse range of religions every year to display holiday statues during the holiday season. So we wanted to join in on that. That's his his whole quote. Who the fuck doesn't (laughs) like a party, you know? (laughs) Um, Last month, there's a Catholic bishop in Springfield. His name is Thomas John Paprocki, um, who's basically one of those outspoken conservative Catholic bishops who's... Oh, something is gay rights? I'm against it. I hate it. Something helps women? I'm against it. Um, He wrote, um, when they installed the Catholic nativity scene, I think right after Thanksgiving, um, he made a speech where he said Satanism should have no place in this capital or any other place. Uh He did not do that. Because this Baphomet baby was there, he just, he just said it his like general satanic concerns. <laughs> yes, he's just looking around the room, yeah. doesn't see anything satanic, and says, "By the way, you guys don't have them here." That's before they even applied to mm. put something in the capital. I mean, it's true. Every time I walk into any building, I'm like, "There better not be fucking gremlins here, guys!" <laughs> I swear to fucking god, if there's gremlins yes. here, and every building I go into, heaven, it's exhausting. Here's, I'm I, not allowed to target anymore. I love this. After Paprocki made those remarks, uh-huh. uh, a guy named Nathan Maddox, who's an, a lawyer who actually helps the state with any of these issues regarding what statues displays can go up in the Capitol. Oh, interesting. Okay. He wrote a piece, a letter to the uh, Springfield State Journal Register newspaper where he basically said, let me tell you how freedom of speech works. <laughs> and here's what he said. It's such a good letter. I do not want to be able to tell someone their beliefs are offensive and may not be expressed in the Capitol building, nor do I want to live in a country where government officials have such power. I suggest the good bishop give a little more thought to his desire to live in a country where governments can rule on the legitimacy of religious beliefs. There are a number of such countries in the world, and in many of them, Christianity is banned. 
Wow. Oh, great. So wow, even wow, the wow. guy who's basically approving the displays is like, you can't say no to Satanists. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. That's not a pro-Satanist message. That's a pro, this is how the rules work. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to abide by the message. So this week, That's... the Satanists got the approval they needed. They did their installation mm-hmm. of the display. Um, there's a beautiful like 30-minute long video from a local reporter, Jacob Emerson, where he's just, here's what's going on right now uh-huh. as they're installing it. And as they are installing it, there's a whole bunch of Catholic activists in the building. They're from a really radical group called American Defense of Tradition, Family, and Prosperity. Oh, yeah. TFP is what they go by online. They had banners standing there. They're standing around all the nativity scenes. Their banners say, Satan has no rights, which is weird. And also, begone, Satan. Mary crushes the serpent. All right. Mary crushes the serpent. I thought that was. I don't even get that one, to be honest with you. That was Eve who Wait, was with Sa- the serpent. Is and, uh... Satan even depicted as a serpent anywhere in the Bible? I've also heard that this the serpent wasn't necessarily meant to be Satan. Have you heard that? That sounds familiar. I couldn't tell you more. Uh. But it, it's just crazy, insane people holding up crazy, insane oh, banners. Sure. No, I'm focusing on yeah. the wrong thing as per usual. But <laughs> but Satan has no rights. Like they're basically forget the Satan thing for a second. They're saying, oh, this open forum where anyone who fills out the appropriate paperwork can have their display here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't apply to you guys because right. we think you're evil. Right. Says the Catholic Church. Some animals are more equal than others. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. It's not just crazy religious nuts saying this stuff. One of the state representatives from down south, where they have all the lunatics in the legislature, (laughs) uh, Darren Bailey, who's actually running for governor right now. Oh, is he? uh Uh-huh. He I thinks know like his term was ending. He, it is. He's up for election next year. Oh, but like funny. the people on the Republican side who are like, I'm going to run for this are all the insane mega cultists. Mm. And like they don't understand that Cook County, where Chicago is, has people in it. Sure. And they think, well, we're half the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but three people live in your part of the state. Millions live on top of you. I think we can anyway give Southern <laughs> Illinois back. To, like they can split not... it between Indiana and Missouri. We don't <laughs> need it. I'm not trashing Southern Illinois I at am. all. I'm trashing this guy who thinks because I have clout in my neck of the woods, right. it'll apply everywhere. It's like, dude, they don't like your kind of Republican right. anywhere here. So he's running for governor. He's still a state representative. And he issued a statement on Facebook. Uh, he was at the uh, installation of the Baphomet set. He was in the building. And he took it really well? He did. He wrote on Facebook, their evil satanic display of the baby Baphomet meant to mock the millions of Christians in Illinois. Catholics. Does not. Um, is vile and has no place in the state capitol. I'm calling on my colleagues and every elected official in Springfield to stand up and demand this evil mockery of faith not be allowed in our capital, says a guy who's the very embodiment of mocking faith. Because, mm-hmm. dude, if that's what Catholicism is, if that's what Christianity yeah. is, yeah. he is not the spokesperson you want on your side. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's like you have the bishop against the Catholic. Right. So not against Satanism. You have the bishop against a free speech forum being used for an unpopular view, you have a state representative whose job it is to protect everyone's rights saying, Mm. yeah, but the rights don't apply to you. (laughs) And you have the Christian broadcasting network saying like, you guys, it's the, it's Satan. 
Whatever. I mean, Jesus. They put up crosses, and in God we trust anywhere they can find a spare space of wall. But we have one statue in one capital in one state, and <laughs> it's they lose such their an easy thing to ignore. Mind. Yeah, yeah they are really not asking is. for special rights. I should point out again: the display is not anti-Christian in any way, other than it's not pro-Christian, which is like the Bobert thing. Anyone who is not her brand of Christian yeah. is inherently not just wrong, right. but evil and godless, godless. because that That's just means everyone who's not them. Oh, oh God. Glorious. All right. Here's another one for you. Uh, this one involves the military. If you created like a T-shirt store and one of your T-shirts said, I'm the mom of an army cadet or I'm the parent of someone in the Navy. Oh, you mean people who base their personality around somebody who is not them? Yes. Um, that would be legal and fine and you could totally do it. The military has no problem with you mm-hmm. using the military to promote mm-hmm. your stuff. What you cannot do is suggest there's any endorsement the other way around. So you can't use military logos like the Air Force logo when you're saying like, uh, Jesus loves our troops, and then you put the military logos on your shirt. You can't oh, do that. Because okay. that suggests the military signing off yeah. on what you're doing. Gotcha. That's okay. a pretty sensible policy. That seems fair. And the military rules and regulations that are very specific and always laid out says very clearly um, they want to avoid any endorsements. They prohibit the designs of their logos on anything that promotes any ideology or belief. Okay. They might grant like permission in certain cases, but they absolutely don't do it if it's a pro-liberal, Republican, mm-hmm. or religious anything. Right. So they're pretty uh, solid on these rules. They apply to everyone fairly. That's the right policy. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Right. They're not saying we're okay with certain groups, not others. Right. Okay. So there's a Christian jewelry shop online. They sell a bunch of stuff that parents might want, that soldiers might want, that establishes their uh, camaraderie with people in the armed forces. Fine, whatever. So they sell like dog tags that with, with biblical verses on them. Mm-hmm. That's because it's a Christian-owned shop. So for example, they, they say things like, They'll just quote a, here's Joshua 19 on, in the verse on the back of a dog tag. And on the front, it says something like U.S. Marine. Mm-hmm. But you can't use the logo. That's right. the problem with what they did. So a couple years ago in 2019, the Military uh, Religious Freedom Foundation, Military Religion Freedom Foundation, which is basically a church-state separation group, sent, found out about this, sent letters to all the branches of the military saying, these people are using your logo to promote religious items Mm -hmm. through their store. One, they probably didn't ask for permission for this, but two, they are obviously going against your own regulations, so you should put a stop to this. Mm -hmm. And at the time, uh, the Marine Corps and the Navy said, yeah, they wrote letters to this company saying, you cannot use our logos. I think it took a little while longer to get the other branches to do the same thing. Mm But I thought that was the end of the story. It happened, the MRFF. When did this happen? 2019. Okay. So I thought this was a done deal. I haven't heard any updates to this story basically since around that time. It's a pretty cut and dry situation. Yeah. And again, the the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, they sent letters to all the armed forces saying, you got to put a stop to this. Otherwise, everyone's going to start doing it. We don't want that to happen. Um, And 
Uh, the U.S., for example, the U.S. Marine Corps Trademark Licensing Office, they have one. Yeah, they basically sent this jewelry store a cease and desist. You can't hmm. use our logo. Do whatever else you want. You can't use the logo. Okay, here's what happened this week, because this story just got resurrected again. So Shields of Strength just sued the Department of Defense and all the individual branches of the military. What? Basically, <laughs> oh my God. Basically saying what they did is a form of religious persecution. <gasps> she, a military spouse, presumably, or connected to, is suing yep. the United States. The company owners. I have no I forgot what their connection to the military is themselves, but yeah, they own this company that used to sell these dog tags. Uh, and other things, I presume, okay, with okay. military logos. Okay, Hemet, Hemet, Hemet. Yeah. Who am I cheering for? Okay, I'll I'll, I'll get back <laughs> because to because it sounds like two villains. This is a real <laughs> Freddy versus Jason situation for your old friend Jess. Their lawsuit says, despite years of licensed sales of such items by Secretary of State, the Department mm-hmm. of Defense, and the service branches, they. I'm sorry. Despite years of licensed sales on their end, uh-huh. all of these military and defense groups complied with the Military Religious Freedom Foundation's demands and sent us cease and desist notices prohibiting us from producing or selling licensed items with religious content. They're saying, you came after us because of our Bible verses on these things. And that's what you're not... Then they're saying, you're stopping us from freely exercising our religious liberties. But again... That's not the case at all. The military does not. Their rules, it's very clear. If you work for any ideological group, any religious or non-religious group, you cannot use the military's logos. That's all. I don't understand how there's a case here at all. At base level, it's just fucking copyright infringement. Like, yeah, yeah, we can talk about, like, what the military symbolizes and supports and whatever, but it's a copyrighted item, and she's selling it, and she can't do that. Yeah, even though it's the U.S. government, you can't just slap their logo on anything you want and say, this is what what it is. Um, The Department of Defense actual policy here says you can't use our logos uh, and sell them at cost. For any purpose intended to promote ideological movements, socio-political change, religious beliefs, including non-beliefs, specific interpretations of morality, or Mm. legislative or statutory change. So basically, Mm. if there's an opinion to be had, you can't slap our logo on it as if we're fine with it across the board. You can't do it with an atheist logo either. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know why MRF got involved uh, on their end, on the, the Christian company. They're like, how? why did you listen to this group? Because the group pointed out you were breaking the law. They're irrelevant here. This is about you and the military. Right. Oy, and oy, oy. they're mad at the group for bringing a b- broken problem to uh-huh. the military's attention. Like, just because you were able to get away with it for years. No, they think it's snitching. Yeah. That's Like, that's yeah. what their problem is. They think they got ratted out on. Mm-hmm. Somebody tattled to Grandpa Military, and they're coming after us. Oh, my God. Who cares about this, these people? Um, my favorite part of this is that the people who do trademark licensing for the Army, mm-hmm. apparently their cease and desist letter to the jewelry company, this is from the lawsuit, the Army's trademark people then included a URL to an article on the Friendly Atheist website no. that, dis- that discussed a purported cease and desist letter from the MRFF to the Navy and Marine Corps. And dot, dot, dot. Basically, the Army cited something I wrote about what was going on as justification for what they did. Oh, my God. 
you're military famous. <laughs> Are they going to send you a little medal? No. Yeah, with the Army's logo on it. It's not <laughs> how it works. But the point is, none of this burdens their faith. They have no, like, legal right to sell whatever they want with yeah. the military's logo on it. It's just a, this is persecution for them. I mean, You're yeah. not giving me special privilege. Therefore, this is why I think if the IRS ever actually followed its own rules and right. went after pastors right. that were endorsing candidates from the pulpit... There would be cries of persecution everywhere, everywhere, not because they're persecuting you, but because they would be holding you to the same standards mm-hmm. instead of letting you get away with something you've been able to get away with for a long time. Yep. And it's not. The argument here is the military should adhere to its neutral policy when it comes to this thing. That's not persecution. That's the opposite of it. But again, when you're used to getting privilege, mm-hmm. neutrality feels like persecution. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the whole story here. I, I did ask MRFF and their leader, Mikey Weinstein. So uh, what do you think about all this? And he's always very blunt. (laughs) Um, In this case, he said, Shields of Strength is and always has been free to produce and sell its other products. Hopefully, any competent federal judge will easily see through First Liberty Institute's specious subterfuge. Basically, they're lawyers Uh, who are the conservative lawyers fighting for them. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, a lawyer will see past it. So, agreed. Um, they just really, like, they cannot play by the same rules as the rest of us, They huh? can't handle it. They can't handle being treated equally. It's, They're so used to having it better than everyone else and treating everyone else like shit yeah. that if you say, no, you're all on the same playing field as how far as the government you? is concerned. Yes, it's a very much a how dare you situation. Oh um, here's my favorite lawsuit, though. That's not my favorite lawsuit. My favorite lawsuit this week comes from a guy named Marcus Lee, who uh, was apparently a student at Rama Bible Training College in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, God, my nightmare. Mm-hmm. R-H-E-M-A. I think it's pronounced Rama. He was there in 2013. He was a student, and this is a college that sets you up to be a missionary or a preacher, anything like that. you guys like could that. have seen Hemant's eyes roll to the back of his head when he said missionary, I've <laughs> never seen anything like it. He was so annoyed for a second. Go ahead. The training you need to... <laughs> Take a raft to an isolated island in India. (laughs) Give a bunch of people some communicable diseases and (laughs) maybe kill a whole population. Yeah. I don't know what they do at these places, but this guy, Marcus Lee, was a student there. And here's all I need to tell you about the lawsuit. It's three pages long. He filled out like a ready-made form on the website and basically paid whatever the filing fee is and said, here's my lawsuit. I'm doing it myself and turned it in. Uh So you know it's going to be good stuff. I'm excited. Um, Which also means it's not one of those 60-page lawsuits that has every detail of everything. Mm -hmm. It's very, uh, very limited as far as like, here's what I'm suing about. Here's what I want. He says, Kenneth Hagen and Lynette Hagen, the husband and wife who now run the church and the, the school, the Bible school, he's suing them. Okay as the leaders of this place. And by the way, this is one of those churches, as you would expect, they promote your standard anti-gay Christian bigotry. Uh, They host right-wing Christian nationalists at their buildings. Mm -hmm. It's that type of church. Marcus Lee says in the lawsuit that when he was a student at the Bible school, the Hagans, quote, disseminated among other students and staff that I had contagious demons. (laughs) Not just demons, mind you. Contagious demons. Those are the worst kind of demons, Hammond. It's like the COVID of its time. I had contagious demons, thereby endangering my life, causing me emotional distress and ruining my reputation. 
That's the lawsuit. Wowie zowie. It's a one-sentence lawsuit. And then it's like, well, do you have any proof? Good question. what's your justification? Like, in a normal lawsuit, they would spell out, here's how I know what they accused me of. Here's how I know it affected me the way it did. Uh-huh. Here's what he writes in, by way of justification. There's two parts. One student with whom I stayed was so upset when he heard the accusations that he sent people out after me to do me harm. <gasps> I had to move out in a hurry. With and torches I was, and pitchforks? <laughs> I think. I had to move out in a hurry and I was literally chased out of town. I ran to campus safety. <gasps> That's part one. Wow, what a his, harrowing tale. So his justification is that his roommate heard about this, the <laughs> contagious demons, and then came after him and like sent hitmen after him or something. And apparently this is a reason for him to not go after the roommate, but no. to go after the people in charge of the Bible school. I don't really see the link there. But okay, that's part one. Okay, so wait, are you telling me that at this Bible preparation school or whatever, they don't teach like fundamentals of law or economics or... Uh, I like how you're specifying. They don't teach. The, fir- the First Amendment or <laughs> not, not, that doesn't come up? Here's how you speak to the people who want no communication with you. That <laughs> yeah, is exactly. All, yeah. Here's part two of the lawsuit. That was all of part one in, the, in its entirety. <sighs> okay. Here's part two. Other students at the school and parishioners at the church began treating me strangely, including Reverend Hagen and Miss Lynette Hagen, his wife. I was embarrassed. That's part two. All of it. And who is he suing? He's suing the college. He's, I think he's suing, I need to double check, he's suing the couple, and he's, uh-huh. I think, suing the school. That's exciting. Um, but again, if your your justification for uh, all the way they hurt your life is people started treating me strangely, uh-huh. that also describes like everyone who's gone to high school ever. Like, yeah. Yeah, everyone around me was being weird. Yep. And that's it. That's and his proof that they spread his lie. I suspect about people contagious don't demons. actually like me as much as I like them. <laughs> the Jessica Bloomke Grife story. <laughs> so I'm suing you because yeah, everyone exactly. doesn't love me. And they think I'm weird. And this lawsuit <laughs> will totally fix that reputation of mine. Oh, this poor boy. All right, here's the fun part of the game. Oh. How much is he suing for? One. Nope. Request for relief. Here's the standard form. Request for relief. I believe that I am entitled to the following relief. And then you have to fill in the blank. Okay. How did he fill in the blank? I am going... Oh, I'm really trying to decide between if he was just About like... contagious demons. A hundred bucks or if he's going to like go big and do like 1.2 million. So I'm going to say 69,000. Nice. Nice. No. Okay. Way higher. Million. Way higher. Oh my God, tell me. $15 million. No fucking way. Does this Bible even have $15 million? Does this Bible, does school have $15 million? I have, I'm sure they do, but also, yes. like, again, I mean, in a normal. Shoot your shot, my dude. <laughs> I know he's hoping, like, maybe they'll go for 1%, and then I'm made. Listen, it, <laughs> honestly, this is yet again another Freddy versus Jason thing of like, let them fight. I don't care who wins. I'm going to be eating popcorn in the background. <laughs> I like in a normal lawsuit, you would at least try to justify 
Like you, in a normal lawsuit, it would say whatever the court entitles me to receive for oh, all the all I've pain suffered. And suffering. Yeah, but they don't specify an amount unless they need to. And if you oh, are, you boy. have to kind of explain like I've lost my wages for ten years, and here's why, how much I need to make. A-. No, he just says fifteen million. Uh-huh. Period. Uh-huh. There is no justification for the amount other than my roommate was weird to me, and the people were weird to me, and I'm gonna file this crazy lawsuit mm-hmm. to show you. I I'm not weird at all. <laughs> I'm the regular one. I'm the normal one with the contagious demons oh, that I don't poor, have. Poor sweet summer child. Oh, how uh, old is this character? I I don't like know. college age though, right? I don't know. I don't know if he's much much older or if he's a regular right out of high school. Yeah, went to Bible like college. traditional. Um, interesting. Again, I'm assuming any court would just toss out this lawsuit because there's nothing there to adjudicate. Uh, what do you want me to do? Go on here, say on what you think what your roommate is... heard a rumor about you and you want me to sue the school? Like, there's no argument here. I wish we could sue the college for something fun. I know. Because I don't like their beliefs, but right. also that's just me, like, riffing here. They didn't do anything wrong in this case yeah. that I can find in can the I lawsuit. Can I just say, I really hope this is a fun, funny story that turns out okay and not the story of, like, this kid has like real mental issues and I, is yeah, like, I, I it, did look for anything yeah, I could find I, that I, suggested. I have some gentle concerns, but also I'm willing to see this garbage school get sued. Yeah. I haven't heard anything else about the dude or a response from the school. Just the filing of the lawsuit. Th- you might know better than me. If somebody, f- if I, if somebody files a lawsuit, even if it's something like this, that's yeah, stupid ridiculous on its face, frivolous. Do you, does the, Suey, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Does a person being sued have to react? Or is there a, a universe where they're, they're just like, go fuck yourself? Like, this is nothing. I think the judge has to decide, like, is this a lawsuit that we're going to take seriously? In which case, yeah, then the other so people it, might have. Anyone going can to file. enter the court system. Yeah, anyone can Somebody file has to do shit a lawsuit if you pay the filing fee. Okay. Anyone can file a lawsuit. Doesn't mean the courts have to take you seriously. Got and it, it doesn't mean the people you're suing have to do anything necessarily right. uh, in something like this. So, again, like bad people, but they're not the ones that are wrong in this particular case. Yeah, that's fair. So it's just, a good way to put it. Man, good time. I know this is, it seems light on stories because it's been one of those weeks where thankfully most of the drama doesn't involve religion. Uh, yeah, well, it's also Wednesday afternoon and I not know. Thursday or Friday. So that, that too. That that's hurts. True. Um, I'm good. Is that it? That's um, all the stuff I wanted to get off my chest. Okay, I wanted to thank everybody who ordered something from me from my um, Etsy shop for Christmas. I dropped everything in the mail um, Sunday, so, you know, God willing, the creek don't rise, everything will get out in time. But um, thank you very much. And if anybody was like, I knew a couple people were like, oh, I'll wait till you're done with the holiday season. I'm all caught up in my orders. If anyone wants to... Pull the trigger on something. Now is the time to do it. A reminder, if you live in Montana, come hang out with us in February. You know, February, the best month to be in Montana. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Blueberry. You can find Hemant at Hemant Meta. You can yep. email us at friendlyatthispodcast.gmail.com. You can leave a review on iTunes. That would be a wonderful Christmas present, if <gasps> you're wondering. Be. It's free. Just go. Yeah. Leave a review. Make leave it a good. Review. There have been some mean things people said about me personally, generally addressed to <laughs> Hemant personally. Dear Hemant, please control Jessica. She's out of control again. Um, with that, I guess all who celebrate Merry Christmas, Happy Solstice. Yesterday was the Solstice. It was. Um, now it gets brighter. Yeah. In the day. 
Yeah, slowly. it's exciting stuff. Um, next week, we're going to be doing our garbage year in review. So um, that is going to be happening. Hammond, any closing thoughts on No, that's on it. Have year? a good new year. We'll see you uh, to talk about more stories in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. If you are interested, I'm moving to a website called Only Sky. And uh, if you look in the show notes, there's a link for you to get updates mm-hmm. when that happens and not mm-hmm. to spam you with crap. Yeah. And as always, uh, not as always in the last few months, uh, we're going to hop off. We're going to record an extra 15, 30 minute uh, episode for the bonus feed that is going to be about um, one of these topics or more. Friday Night Lights, The X-Files, Horseback Riding, Christmas Movies, Matt Walsh, West Side Story. <laughs> so those are going to be our conversation topics. Hemant gets to pick which ones we talk about. Excellent. And he can't pick none of them. So uh, <laughs> we'll right. see you next week. Bye.